to the Blind Luminations podcast, your source for information on being married to blindness. Now get ready for your extreme superhero team, the dynamic duo, Mark and Jan. Hey, Illuminati, welcome to the Blind Illuminations podcast. I'm one half of your hosting team. They call me the Blind Avenger at night, but during the day, my friends and family know me as Mark. I am seated alongside the guiding goddess. She prowls the rooftops at night, but during the day, the people in her life know her simply as Jan. How are you doing today, Jan? I'm feeling good. Did you enjoy that introduction? Yes, I did. I got a little bit dramatic at the end there, but I felt it was necessary to convey the image of the guiding goddess, which people can actually see on our webpage now. Mm-hmm. If they want to go to www.blindilluminations.com, in the About Us section, there is a lovely drawing drawn by my wife uh, of the Blind Namic Duo. So you can finally see what a Blind Namic Duo looks like. Spoiler alert, it looks a little bit like us. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is the Blind Illuminations podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. You can find us pretty much wherever great podcasts are found. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find great podcasts, we are available. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and let your friends know all about us. We would like to infect as many ear holes with our words as possible. I was trying to think of a clever way to say words, like a clever term, but I couldn't find one, so it was very anticlimactic. How ironic you could not find the words. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's very good. That was good. I, I have to uh, tip my cap to you on that one. But uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with our little podcast here, basically, I am completely blind. My sight is my sight. My wife is fully sighted. My sight. My sight is fully wifed. Um. Yeah. My my wife is fully sighted, and uh, we basically just talk about the different things we go through uh, on a daily basis. Just our lives as a married couple uh, dealing with this crazy little thing called blindness. And I'll show and love. How, how it's similar to everyone else's and how it differs and. The fun and laughs and everything else. else. I'm unlike anyone else. I'm completely unique. And just to remind everyone, I do not move the furniture and do not tell him. Small items, yes. I was going to say, like, you move things on a regular basis. Like in the fridge and stuff. Yeah. I have a bad That's highly annoying. That's highly annoying, I have to admit. But big things, because I think that's one of the biggest questions, like the most common question I get from people Mm -hmm. is... Have you ever moved something? Like, so he would walk into it, and it's like, I'm not going to say I'm a saint or anything, but... You're definitely not. There's there's a line there. <laughs> I can't see the line. That's the problem. There's a I line know. there, and I cannot see it. And I'm careful not to let you trip over it. <laughs> well, technically, you can't really trip over a line if it's drawn on the floor. That's true. It's like a limbo stick. Well, that'll well, slap you in the face. Stick, yeah. That'll slap you in the face. That won't be fun. No. Um, tripwire. That would be bad. Yeah. Because there might be explosives rigged to that tripwire. <laughs> that would be really bad. Yeah, I think... Let's see. What did I forget to move let's the latest see. of? You and your... You've always got to say, let's see. Rub, rub, rub. Salt on the wound. Um, 
trying to think of what was the last thing I, you, I like, forgot. Smacking to move. around the microphone or what? It was in my way. It should have moved. It was in your way. <laughs> it should have moved. Um, I've been pretty good lately. I think. I've realized why you change the like why you move things now yes that's that's the thought process that goes into you it's, it was in my way it should have moved so you just moved things without telling me afterwards it really shouldn't have been there it shouldn't have been there it should have known better and mark should have known better that i would move it because of this i think that's how it works stop hitting the it, microphone it, it helps too that we have a a small um beverage fridge or whatever it's a small um, fridge it's not like it's a, a beverage sm- fridge it's like well, a small fridge, fridge. you like can put whatever you snack. want in it yeah it Sons was uh, when when his uh when his father had died we had gotten it from him because mm-hmm. um, he had it in the basement and yeah he filled it up with his beverages yeah so that's where we put a lot of mark's stuff now because he drinks like a certain pop like a certain diet pop and he has his uh balls of water because I drink straight water. I don't put any itch. of those flavors well, in it. <laughs> and, and you like she the only likes water. the pure stuff. She's like snooty when it comes to her water. It's just essentially. It's uh, you're a water. You're a water yeah, yuppie. It really is. I don't like the the gray area. Gray area. Either it is juice. Well, if or your water it's was not, gray, ugh. it's you, wouldn't want you gray know water. And if you've like I've had a lot of water in my lifetime trying out a lot of different bottles of water <laughs> i think a lot of people so, have had a lot of water in their so, lifetime. so i mean no but if <laughs> the people who know get this you can taste the difference yes. in water bottles you can and you can taste the difference in like uh certain brands are better than others like dasani mm. no so like, we have our different water bottles that we refill. So, obviously, because they look the same and they, they're the same shape, uh, I won't know the difference and he won't know the difference. So, we no. keep them in separate fridges now. So, I've been pretty good about that. And we have your when cheese you started, in there. When you started out the whole water thing, I thought you were going to, like, explain how you're a water connoisseur or something because <laughs> i've had a fear i've had like a lot of water in my lifetime and it's well, like it's, what are you about to talk about like well, i don't understand like, I've, this i've i've seen different memes in that and like when you get used to water not tasting like anything you know when it does and it's not mm-hmm. supposed to taste like anything uh-huh. Like when when they're having like taste tests and everything, and they have the 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 water they're supposed to drink, it's supposed to be because it tastes like nothing. It cleanses your palate, uh-huh. so that's why people. So like I am used to water not tasting like anything. It it really shouldn't have a taste. I'm just thinking so, of like this festival where they have like a water competition where people have to bring in like their water and it's distilled a certain way and they have blind taste tests and they stuff. They do have those tests I'm pretty sure. Yeah they do because I think our city actually won yeah. the best tasting water in the province or something yeah. or like for a certain area which is ridiculous to me. Best tasting tap water I should say. Yeah it has pretty good tap water. Yeah 
tap tapper. I'm just saying, if you're in the Windsor Essex area and you want to drink some tap water, cool tap guzzle water. Down. It's good. It's good. Guzzle, guzzle. We've got awards to show for it. I don't know how many other, you know, regions can say that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I don't know how many other awards we have for this area because hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what other awards we have for this region, but, uh, but the water. Yeah, but the water, like, top you know, notch, our tap water. Yeah, we, we clean it pretty darn good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, boy. Anyway, so yeah. So things have been a little bit heavy recently with the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably seen some of my posts on our website at www.blindilluminations.com. Uh, recently, I sent a letter to our members of provincial and federal parliaments. Uh, you can go over there to read those. And I've been getting some replies back, which I will update people on in the near future. But today we want to keep it pretty light here on the podcast. So we're mm-hmm. just going to be talking about random things and um, kind of move all of that serious stuff uh, over to the website. So if you're looking for some follow-up on that, definitely read our website, um, doing some advocacy work, some activism work, I guess, for um, ODSP, the Ontario Disability Support Program, and uh, what people earn on that. So if you're interested in those things, definitely visit our website. And uh, we might kind of follow up on that on our next podisode, but we just, we kind of needed a break from the serious this week. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so serious. Uh-oh. 2020, man. And I told you the other night when we were about to fall asleep, I've realized finally why 2020 is such a bad year. And I said, because if you think about it, hindsight's a real MFer. You laughed at the time, but you refused to laugh down. I must have been really tired last night. <laughs> it's not very nice. It's not very nice at all. I thought it was a very clever joke. This is probably why people think I move furniture on you. <laughs> probably. Yeah, this is the reason. I'm sure it has nothing to do with anything else you ever say. Uh, remember that time I kept stealing your cane at, while we were at the aquarium? <laughs> no, we I were, actually forgot about that. We were waiting for uh, friends to come out, of, I think, out of a, the bathroom or something, an aquarium in uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. And... Uh, this was early in our dating, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, we were and, still dating at the time, yeah. And I decided that a fun game to pass the time was try to steal a blind man's cane, because as I explained to him, and I think my reasons were sound, how often does someone get the chance to do this? Mm-hmm. And it'd be okay. And, and did I reply, you- <laughs> did I reply, I never said this was okay. You end up having fun because it was hard. You were good. Yeah. I managed to uh, beat a friend. Well, not beat a friend. But <laughs> I managed to clock her on the wrist when she kept poking me and I told her to stop. I said, stop it. I'm warning you I'm going to hit you with my cane. She wouldn't stop. And so I cracked her right on the wrist. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I didn't think her wrist would be right there. Yeah, so I really hit you, her. Yeah, you didn't mean to mm. do it that bad. But this just goes to prove... Nobody had sympathy for her. That blind people are definitely not uh, helpless. We can be, yeah, we can be pretty devastating when we want to be. We Mm -hmm. can take you out. So watch what you're doing around us. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have Daredevil for nothing. I mean, blind people can kick some butt. You got that guy from uh, Rogue One, whose Mm -hmm. name I can never remember or pronounce. I can never remember it either. 
but he was cool. He is. I got a fun pop. Mm-hmm. A Funko pop, I should say, of uh, that character. So mm-hmm. there you go. But uh, yeah, definitely. Don't mess with the blind person because oh. we'll, we'll we'll show you the blind fury in return. Mm-hmm. We still got to review that movie on this uh, podcast one day, one week. Which movie? Blind Fury. Oh, okay, I thought so you were talking about Daredevil. It, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Blind Fury, because oh, we yeah. talked about it a little bit. We said we'd do it in the future. Maybe sometime this summer we'll do it. Mm-hmm. One of these episodes. One of these podisodes. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. But, yeah. So, don't do that. Don't mess with <laughs> blind people. I'm trying to think what we were talking about. But, yeah. So anyway, so what else is new with you? You watched The Babysitter's Club recently on oh Netflix. Oh my gosh, so good. And enjoyed so it fun. a lot. Yeah, I read the, the books when I was a kid in that. So, mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was a long time ago. So I don't remember a lot about the books. Um, but watching it again, it made me feel like I remember how I felt reading the books. <laughs> That's such a weird sentence. like the yeah. weird, yeah. Uh-huh. But it had a good feel to it. It had a, a nice story going on with it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it just made you feel good watching it. And it wasn't it wasn't too crazy where at the same time, you know, like, obviously these are going to be different extreme situations and that to further along a storyline. But uh, they, they kept it fairly real. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounded from what you told me that mm-hmm. it was really well done. And they actually yeah. have a character on there who's diabetic. Yes. And they did a really good job in rating yes, her, you they were did. mentioning. Yeah. Because Which is something I'm personally happy to hear because, as some of our listeners may know, I am type 1 diabetic. So mm-hmm. uh, I find a lot of depictions, people with diabetes in the media are absolutely horrible and inaccurate. So uh, mm-hmm. you were saying it's actually... you. You think the person who wrote the character might have been diabetic. It was done so well. Yeah, because it shows that um, at first she's not eating too many carbs or, or salad or something like that. But they do have it where at like a, re- a wedding reception, she's eating desserts. And she mentions about how she's just checking her levels because, you know, she's going to Sugartown, which I laughed at. Because that's essentially a line that every single person who has diabetes has said in my presence at some point, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty much. Or at least something similar. So, I mean, for that, it was good because they showed that she was managing. If she was going low, she knew to have juice. That there was this concern that she has, uh, in her case, a insulin pump. Mm-hmm. And they, they made sure to show it after that episode, too. Um, okay. So you see it in other episodes, like... Um, the the last one when she's uh, she gets poison ivy she ends up in the infirmary at a camp. Mm-hmm. You can see that she has her insulin pump that she's you know bedazzled kind of thing or whatever they, <laughs> whatever you call it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it had a nice little case to it. So I mean, bedazzled. They're, That's so nineteen nineties. So they're very consistent with it. I know. Yeah. But I, I like that, and I like the character and how they I have wonder it if, like, the actress. I almost wonder if the actress they cast to play the character was diabetic. Sometimes mm. you'll get stuff like that. Where well, that's true. I'm not saying necessarily that she is, but it, it's a possibility mm. where they, like, played that into the character as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that does happen. Because, I mean, Holly Berry is type 1 diabetic, I believe. That They mentioned that on the show. Do they? Oh, okay. They, they went through, like... 
well, it's just this. Like, this person has it, and they kind of look over. Well, mm-hmm. they do. There's even, like, a wrestler yeah. in um, WWE. Well, they're in NXT, uh, WWE, and uh, he is, um, he's diabetic as well. Yeah. The Bobby Fish. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's one of those. Bobby Fish or dis- Kyle O'Reilly. One of the two. I forget off the top of my head. I think but, it was sorry, one of those things that it, for some reason, became taboo. Like a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of illnesses for I don't know why we had to go down this route of like let's make every illness like something we have to hide, but for some reason we really do that, so it fell into that trap where a lot of people didn't want to admit they had diabetes. Well, isn't they don't that, want to have it. There's a lot of issues with it. Isn't that something in the UK especially where it's very it's very well known. Oh, it's well... Okay, I knew it was, like, yeah, something they how they treat seriously. it culturally yeah. is very different. It's very different there. They, Yeah. You know, if you went to suggest something that was untrue about diabetes over there, there has been, like, backlash. And I mean, like, right. big backlash. They treat like, a lot more seriously. No, you don't say that because that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, um... So it's always so it's interesting to me that we're we're finally slowly getting to a point with any kind of disease or illness mm. or whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's because like I was diagnosed so young. I mean, I got it when I was in grade six, but I've never understood the whole taboo around diabetes. I think it's for me personally, I think it's so weird because essentially it's you're not any different. You just have to monitor what you're eating more, and obviously you have the injections and stuff. I, so I, I, I've just always found it to be weird that there's such, almost like a stigma around it, and I, like, I don't get why people are ashamed of talking about it. I, it's one of those things that I, I think, because it's something that you need to be treated differently for, mm. and. I think a lot of it, like, as I've grown up, too, I've seen, like, a lot of people associate diabetes with being fat or unhealthy yeah. or stuff like that. And I think that's a big part of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when I was younger, it wasn't so much the case because I had juvenile diabetes. So well, yeah, it wasn't, and I, and I wasn't like a fat kid or anything. Yeah. So, and I think it has, it comes from, like, that comes from, the fact that in the the Western Hemisphere, where we mm-hmm. are, type 1 is, like, far less prevalent yeah. than type 2. Whereas if you go into the Eastern Hemisphere, That's the it's reverse. the reverse. Yeah. So over there, type 1, your, your uh, pancreas, your insulin just isn't being produced whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you it's very hard to take this hard line of, well, it's because you ate sugar. Well, okay, so this kid ate sugar and their, you know, their pancreas is just working just fine. Yeah. And this one did, and it just stopped. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think from that perspective, it was a little harder to to go that route of, well, it's because he's a fat kid. It's like, well, it seems really odd that, whereas here, because... Type two is where your your pancreas is producing a little bit. It's a little easier to have that mindset of, well, you just hurt your pancreas. So in other words, shut your face. Yes. Don't actually shut your face. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Plus, it would probably hurt if it were. Yeah. So don't do that. 
So yeah, yeah for some reason, it, and I find from the attitude in the States, it's very unknown. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason over there, I find that they, they look at it much more as a, a death sentence. Yeah. It's much well, that, more, It's funny I it's because, because I talked about it on like here before. I even mentioned how when I was first diagnosed in grade six, we all thought it was terrible because I remember going to Wendy's for lunch before I was going to be admitted into the hospital because at the time they sent you to the hospital to figure out your insulin dosages and everything and they wouldn't let you go home until you'd figured it out so before we went to the hospital I remember going to Wendy's because we were my family was convinced it would be the last good lunch I'd be able to eat and really that couldn't be further from the truth you could still eat fast food when you're diabetic and different things but you just have to do everything more in moderation. Yeah, shout out to Wendy's. Uh, we thank you for your... Exactly. Sponsorship. Uh, bacon mushroom melt. <laughs> the bacon mushroom melt. Bacon mushroom melt. Sponsorship. That, if you're uh, you know. you're looking for some, coming around uh, when the bacon mushroom melt comes back, probably around November, December, we're here for you. We're your bacon mushroom that, melt team. That helped me prove that I'm a good wife is to make sure I buy one for him and surprise him mm-hmm. when they first come out. Thank you, Wendy's. It's true. And so that just proves diabetics can eat. But yeah, but I remember hearing about uh, some people, and you know, maybe it's the healthcare because of how expensive insulin is over there and everything else. That's true, yeah. Compared to here, Mm -hmm. that it does seem like a death sentence because you just cannot care for it. Mm hmm. No, that's true. It's a lot harder to manage when you can't afford the drugs that you need. Uh, to manage those supplies. I mean, that was a big issue in the Democratic um, nomination process with Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. He came over here with people uh, from, I forget where in the States, Mm -hmm. but they came over here to buy insulin, Mm -hmm. and they made a big publicity thing out of it to show how people with diabetes in the United States, if they don't have medical coverage for drugs, Uh, If they're not on a drug plan, it's very expensive. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people will travel over to Canada because it's so much cheaper here. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's definitely something. And I think that, um, yeah, Yeah, I'm sure that does play into everything. And the character in uh, Babysitter's Club, she comes from a wealthier family. Like that's sort of known is that like they have a wealthier family in that. Mm. So they can afford I'm, that fancy yeah, so insulin. so obviously, like, that was something they probably had to write in there to make sure, like, if yeah, you are going to have a character, yeah. you have to have it where it's the one who can afford, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate, but... I'm just, I was going to say, actually, yeah. that I'm glad that they actually had um, good representation mm-hmm. of somebody who's diabetic, because I think that kids might need that growing up to realize it's not this... taboo thing and have them be able to talk about it you need like positive role models in media like that Mm. in order to further the conversation when it comes to stuff like that that includes blind people i mean we've Mm -hmm. talked about it in past podisodes uh we had one specifically dedicated to the depictions of blind people in television and film Mm -hmm. uh you need that in media in order to normalize certain things and make them less taboo mm-hmm. i think so it's it's definitely great that there's a good depiction of a diabetic character in this and then show it, it helps some like people who aren't diabetic understand it so that if you do run into someone who has diabetes 
it's not this unknown factor anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and if they say they're high, they're not on drugs, it means their blood sugar is high. Yeah, like they're watching her levels or something mm. like that. And, you know, like... Gotta when, shoot up. One of the jokes my brother often says to, to Mark is like, oh, do you need an orange? Like, because, you know, in case you want to increase your sugars or something like that, mm. no matter what what his level is. Yeah. That's my brother's usual joke. Mm. And with this, if you're watching it, you would understand, like, okay, like, she would need juice. Or, okay, she's... She's able to have sweets. Mm-hmm. She can have this, and it's okay. For those who don't understand juice, it's people who are diabetic, when they have a low blood sugar, they take that because it actually gets absorbed faster into your bloodstream. So it'll bring your blood sugar level up more quickly than eating food yeah, that like, is sugary. And it, and it won't have yeah. the spike that uh, like a really sugary like chocolate or something yeah, like will if, have. Yeah, like having... A sugar cube is not the uh, the way to go. <laughs> Although we do have sugar tablets that you keep in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, in case of an urgent low and you don't have anything else on you, mm-hmm. you can take that. And that does help. So it is kind of like a sugar cube, but not Yeah, totally. it's, it's a little different. A little bit different. But yeah, like, uh, you can also have milk, but juices a little bit better. Oh, Because they're finding faster. milk works too, but, you know, if yeah, you have juice, juice works, works a little bit faster. Yeah. So yeah, and like that's when you're having a low is that you're going to have something like that. If you're having a high, that's when someone will take insulin. So if you ever watch a show, and someone's having a low and they go to give them insulin, that person should die. Just keep that in mind. That person should <laughs> die. Yeah, that person. I like the way life is not going to live. Mm-hmm. But like there are things that happen. Like uh, people can have different reactions of having highs and lows and everything like that. There mm-hmm. are seizures. So there are things. You know, so if you see someone in distress, you know, we had one person, he found out he was having a low because he would start barking. I remember that in high school. Wow. I've never, and I don't know if you've so ever. And he felt so embarrassed about it too. Have I you ever told that. me that? I don't think I ever have. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't yeah, ever I remember. remember hearing that He felt that story. so embarrassed about it. And he was telling me one day, I was like, I didn't even hear about anything. He's like, oh, like it was so bad. Like I just, I, I was barking like a dog. They and say was, um, yeah. people having lows are usually very argumentative. Yeah. Um, they get a lot more argumentative, so that's a way to tell as well. Yeah. And you said you've noticed that in me. Yeah. I don't notice it at the time, but yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm argumentative all the time, though, so... Yeah, it's just... It's a subtle it's a thing. Am. It's not... Because when I was first warned, I thought you'd be like, oh, I'm fine or something like that. And it's not where you argue whether or not you're having a low... Mm -hmm. But if I go to suggest, like, well, maybe you should have more juice or something, you don't want that advice. Mm -hmm. You're a little, like, I'd be like, well, you know, if you're still going low, why, how would I get you more juice or how about this? And sometimes, depending on, you know, how you're feeling, you're less inclined to to take that advice. (laughs) That's a polite way of saying. You're very... Annoying. Like it. Well, no, it's, it's one of those things. Like it's. I was prepared for the worst, and it wasn't. But it yeah. was. It was that thing. Like, you really have to be paying attention. Like when to... when someone's saying they could be argumentative, it's not where it's going to be like, oh, you should have some juice. No, I don't want it. And it's like, well, obviously it's this. It's like I think no, like, it could be where you know. I think a certain generation of people too remember that scene from Steel Magnolias when Julia Roberts is going having yeah. a low blood sugar and like she refuses to drink the juice and they have to like hold her head in place and stuff. Yeah. And I think 
people have that, and that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes yeah. it can be yeah. when it's really severe, but uh, mm-hmm. that's not always the case. Yeah. Because so, I remember I had a seizure before, and, like, I was starting to come to, and, but, like, I don't remember this part, but apparently, like, I wanted to stand up, and my mother had to, like, force me to, like, stay down on the ground mm. because she had called the ambulance. She didn't know what had happened. I had just taken stuff before I had the seizure, mm-hmm. so my blood sugar came back up. Mm-hmm. But, like, at that time, she had to fight with me to stay on the ground kind of thing. And I didn't end up realizing what was going on until I was basically in the stretcher in the entranceway of my parents' house. Mm-hmm. So, and it was like really weird because I was very disoriented. I didn't, one minute I was in the kitchen and then the next time like laid out on the stretcher. So it was really mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, like I was doing things. It's almost like your brain goes on an autopilot in a way. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird, but yeah. And a follow-up to that story that uh, the guy that happened to, he travels all around the world now. Mm. And he, you know, he does uh, very... Does like low cost. You're like really hitting the microphone a lot. I really today. am today. What is your problem? It's just in my way. But uh, yeah, he travels all around the world in that, and yeah. like still with his insulin and everything else. So, I mean, if you were thinking there was some kind of story of like, oh no, what kind of life can they? You know, it's fine. You can you can still travel all around the world, and still do all those things you want to do. You know, just within reason. It's kind of funny we were going to have, like, random topics today, and this whole podisode has basically been about diabetes, and I'm going to continue the trend because I was going to actually use the Babysitter's Club to segue into the fact that I got a new continuous glucose oh, yes. monitor as oh, well. Oh, we so excited about that. I got like, it yesterday, and um, it's I like can a do... kid getting a new, like, PlayStation or Nintendo okay, or something. I want, I want people to hear this because I think you'll be able to hear it over the microphones. I'm hoping, anyway. Because I've rigged it up with another app over the A word, and I can ask it what my blood sugar is. So I'm going to do it right now. Alexa, ask. Uh, oh, hold on. I, I forgot what I had to ask it. Alexa. Alexa. It's waiting for you. Ask Sugarmate what my current reading is. Welcome to Sugarmate. Would you like to know your current reading? Yes. Your sugar level is 6.9 and steady. Last checked four minutes ago. So 6.2 lower than your previous reading. So I'm in good range at the moment. It's pretty impressive, eh? Mm-hmm. And I can ask on my actual phone itself. Uh, also, the Dexcom G6, which is the brand and the name of the uh, CGM, it the new app that they use for it is a lot more accessible. It allows you to do a lot more things than the old one I had. So, um, and the biggest thing, I don't have to calibrate with the with another blood meter. So I don't have to pick my fingers anymore. I just insert this thing and it'll last like a week at a time. And uh, that's it. I don't have to pick my fingers to calibrate. Don't have to do anything, and I can. I've got it all lo- hooked up to my smart devices, to my Amazon Echo speakers, my iPhone, and it is incredible. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy about it. It's been like the highlight of my week so far. I think. 
mm-hmm. maybe. Just because it's made things so much easier already. And I just used the first uh, sensor yesterday. I just put it in. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy about it. I'm, I feel like B.B. King. I'm leaving the pain behind. <laughs> There's probably a lot of people who don't know what I'm talking about. It's an old commercial he used to have about diabetes supplies. Because mm-hmm. he was also diabetic. Type 1, too, I believe, right? I don't know what type I believe, he was. I thought he was type 1 diabetic as well. For some reason, I, I seem to remember that. Honestly, the most I remember about him is, one, we went to a concert. We it. did. It was it was a very cheap concert. It was. Well, it, was, it was later it was in his career. Later I mean, in his career, he had his but it was grandson still. playing with him at that point, didn't he? He might I think, have. I think it was his grandson who was part of the band at that point. But it was it was fun. It was a good concert, and, yeah. And two, I remember hearing about how his very iconic uh, way of playing is, uh, which a lot of people will know, is that you, you sing a couple of verses and I went on home, don't, 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 don't. I went, bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. you know, you have that. And that was because when he was growing up and that he could not play the guitar and sing at the same time very well. So he separated it so that he could do them separate. And because he was unable to do what everyone else was doing, he became famous. So <laughs> There you go. So sometimes limitations can allow you to yeah. go further than you would normally. So it was like Really, if you stop that. to think about it, that's a great lesson mm-hmm. to learn for people. And but, I feel sometimes like that about my own blindness. I mean, I don't think I would have joined journalism and been in the place that I'm at right now if I hadn't gone blind. So it's it's funny, eh, how like certain limitations, what other people see as limitations can turn into benefits mm-hmm. and really propel you to something completely different that's even more fulfilling. Well, yeah, and then I always like the story about uh, Da Vinci. There's two stories he did. What? He tried with Da Vinci. He tried. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. But what are you doing? Oh, wait. No, that's a different artist. Never mind. <laughs> I'm showing my ignorance. Who? Which one cut off his ear? Van Gogh cut off Van part Gogh. of his ear. Oh, had, my goodness. He had mental illness. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah, he could still hear and everything. It was just, it was part of his ear. It wasn't like the whole thing. Oh, okay. And there was a lot of mental distress going on. It was the way to say sorry about something. It was. That's right, Da Vinci. He was the leader. Yeah. So, Leonardo. like Da Vinci, they they have. He was you know the Renaissance artist and so smart, and he came up with you know like the helicopter and all these he other was smart ideas. Enough not to cut off his ear. Exactly. Yeah. And and everything before his time. And the stories I love about him are that. He was going to do a competition with Michelangelo on painting. And so this is a competition to see who's the better painter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he decides he's going to use a new technique, a new kind of paint. And he ruined his canvas. Yeah, why would you like, canvas. take he that ru- opportunity to do thing. it? And that's what, like, and... Like, if you asked anyone else, if you're going to do a competition to do, like, the best you possibly can, would you try something new? Would you do... And it's like, everyone would be like, no. <laughs> like, no, that seems stupid. And because of what he was doing, it ended up ruining the the canvas or, like, the um, the plaster that they were going to work on. Mm-hmm. And Michelangelo, he ended up getting called off to go look after his dad. So, you know, 
he didn't get to paint anything either, so you never really know. So it was a really anticlimactic competition. Yeah. Wow. But so I always remember that here you have this genius guy that everyone's like, oh, it's my, you know, it, it's Da Vinci. It's you know, this masterpiece coming to life all the time, and it's like. Yeah, and he still made major mistakes. I thought you were going to say that uh, Michelangelo had to leave for a pizza break. And I'm trying to remember, there's another, party, dude. there's another painting that he did. That <laughs> He likes pizza, too. He probably had it somewhere in that Last Supper painting he has. It's just probably further in there. Isn't that, that's Da Vinci, though, who did, who did yeah. Last Supper. I'm talking about Michelangelo. Oh. He's the one who eats the pizza. He's a party oh. dude. That's what That's I just right. said. Well, I was thinking Leonardo was still one of the turtles, so he still liked the pizza. Well, he did, but not as much as Michelangelo. Yeah. That's true. And come on. That is true. Michelangelo, like, even has the pizza in the introduction of the show, and he's mm-hmm. going crazy. He's like, party! <laughs> the pizza. That is true. He's on, like, roller skates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a skateboard, I think. Yeah, He's rolling somewhere. That's the anyway, point. And I'm pretty sure there's... Uh, I'm trying to remember there was another painting that Da Vinci did that he used the, a wrong type of something, the paint, and okay. they've basically had to repaint the entire thing. He was really obsessed with trying a different kind well, of paint. Well, the thing is, is like, if you're, if you're trying new things and you're an innovator... Well, yeah, like, you're going to experiment. Things obviously. are going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... You have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... It's true. Even U2's had some terrible albums. So. Yeah. There you go. And there's, you know, different things that, you know, these great minds and everything have come out with and been like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe not so good. Well, yeah, because you even And that's kind of what makes yeah. them great, right? I mean, if yeah. they never went outside the lines... Well, yeah. It would just be, oh, well, it's the same as everybody else. So you kind of need the failures in order to have the successes. Yeah, you have to, there has to be the progression and everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So those those are, you know, some of the stories I like. <laughs> Basically, stuff. even if I'm screwing up, I'm, I'm not. It's all a part of the process. I'm just as good as Da Vinci was. Well, hey, let's, let's look at it this way. <laughs> A screw-up is only a part of the pathway to success. Oh, yeah. It's, it's true. It's all part of the process. Mm. So there you go. Don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as a piece of the puzzle that will lead you to success. Exactly. Those are very wise words to end this episode on, <laughs> don't you think? Yes. I don't think we're going to get any better than that. No. We should end now. Okay. So if you want to hear more words of wisdom from us, you can find us on social media. Uh, We are available. You can go to these following addresses for Facebook. Uh, You can find us at facebook.blindilluminations.com. Twitter is twitter.blindilluminations.com. And Instagram, you probably guessed it already. Instagram.blindilluminations.com. You can also email us, feedback at blindilluminations.com, or visit our contact us section i i lost my words there or contact us section on blindluminations.com and uh yeah let us know what you think of the podcast uh what you would like to hear us talk about uh any questions comments whatever um those are two ways you can do so you can just leave us a little little bit of a message 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say. If I was going to say letter or message. Um, but anyway, also at our website, you can look at our blog. Uh, as I mentioned, I wrote a letter to our local members of parliament and members of provincial parliament. So that letter is up there. And in the coming days, I will post an update in terms of their responses. Also, uh, you can visit, you can listen to all of our past podisodes. They are all on our website. So that website address, again, is pretty easy. It's www.blindluminations.com. So do you have anything else you would like to say, Jan? Nope. Okay. So as always, don't be a dingleberry. Keep your ear holes happy, unless you're Van Gogh. And be sure to come back he and listen. He still had two ear holes. <sighs> He could have kept them happy. Yeah, but one's damaged. Not the It's not going to be part. happy. Just the outside. It's not going to be happy. Part of the ear is damaged. Mm. Anyway, don't be a dingleberry. Don't argue like Jan and I. <laughs> Keep your girls happy and be sure to come back for our next episode in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Blind Luminations was created by Mark and Jeanette Rushley. Past podisodes and even more content can be found at www.blindluminations.com or by subscribing via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever great podcasts are found. Theme music was provided by Bill Nouveau at www.nouveauentertainment.com. This podcast has been a Fire Teddy production. See, nice and close. Mikey likes it, but Jan doesn't like Mikey. I'm telling you, we call it Mickey. No, I was going back to the life (laughs) cereal thing. Mikey likes it. So I said Mikey likes it, but Jan doesn't Mm. like Mike. Yeah. So you have your Mickey. Sounds like I've got booze. This is, this is uh, your drug. This, this is your drug of yeah. choice. <laughs> this black guy is my addiction. His eyes are good to talk. <laughs> I'm a verbal alcoholic. I'm a verbaholic. Mm-hmm. So are we restarting? Yeah. Okay. Whenever you want. Go for it. Oh, you're recording? Yeah, I've been recording the whole time. <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> so oh my sly. god. So You've been recording the birth of Mickey. <laughs> the birth of Mickey. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. The name of the microphone. You have thus been christened Mickey. <laughs>